Thundergrunt Podcast Network. We have clearly been spending way too much time with each other because there's a lot of frowny faces here at the table. So not a lot of smiles. No. But we're going we're gonna to try to power through this show. I think the problem is that we not only spent too much time together, but that, that last seven hours or so in the RV is really where we really tip the scales from <laughs> having a great time to really wanting to be away from all you guys. Uh, either that or it was the depression of having to drive home and go back to our families. However, and work. Um, we, um, I was driving the RV back home from our NASCAR trip, and uh, I, um, I, I tried to power through as best as I could because I noticed that everybody went to lay down. Coach Nick went to lay down. Our new friend, Better Jeremy, went to lay down. Uh, you were just still sitting along in the uh, in the passenger seat. Yeah, but there. I had no interest in driving. Uh, our good friend Moday was just he was I think uh, passed out as well. And Tony went to the the far back of the RV to take a nap. Yes. Um, driving an RV is a very difficult job, and um, in case you've never done that, um, you will realize that the brakes on an RV are definitely very sensitive. And I discovered that um, by. Um, finding Tony's head laying in between you and I as we were driving up the highway. <laughs> so I was, um, apparently, I, apparently Tony had gotten up to go to the bathroom, and I saw cars swerving all over the place. They were, ahead. in your defense, cars were swerving they all were, over They the were place. going all over the place, <laughs> left, right, everywhere, and I had, I had a split second to, to hit the brakes, and next thing I know, Tony is sliding from the back of the RV to the front of the RV. Now, to my defense... I thought I had killed Tony because I thought that he was still sleeping and he slid all the way from the bed in the back of the RV to the front of the RV. I wasn't sure if he was there if he was sleeping because there was the overhang over the cab. Right. I thought he was sleeping up there and he fell down. There were bodies <laughs> flying everywhere. But again, good good news. He didn't slide all the way from the back to the front. He was only midway through a pee and ended up with his heads in between you and me. Also, I'm pretty sure on the way down, he may have punched our friend Moday right in the nuts. <laughs> <laughs> that did happen. We want winners here. You smell like a winner. From days of long ago. From uncharted regions of the universe. That's right! We can't have anyone freak out out there, okay? Well, we'd better get on with it. Broadcasting live, it's radio for winners. Here are your hosts, Tony, Jeremy, and Don. Another week, another episode of Radio for Winners with Jeremy, Tony, and Cherokee Don. Don, the engineer, uh, pulling off a live broadcast from Darlington Speedway. And I have to thank you, Don, Don, for not trying to do that on Friday or Saturday night, because (laughs) that would have been a bad (laughs) podcast. So I got a lot of feedback about our... um, about our, uh, our our Facebook Live. Uh, unfortunately, someone threw and deleted some of those. I, huh? well, I don't know how that That's happened. bizarre. What happened there? I, I, my fingers slipped. Did and you? I deleted a couple of them <laughs> that I should have probably not recorded in the first place. That's a daggone shame. No, it is, a, <laughs> it is, is a better da- that there's no evidence of those things. Occurring. I will send Facebook an email to see if we can't recover those and get uh, those posted back again I do not soon. Want them back. It's not all of them. I kept most of them. I just deleted one or two. One or two, one or two, or the, or the better, the better one or two. I don't think that's true. Uh, but how did you guys? Did you guys have a good time? I had a great time. Right. I knew I would have. We a good all know time. that. We all know that you had a good time. Okay, but even on Sunday, when <laughs> I, I had a good time. T- uh, Tony, now you were, uh, you know, again, I asked you to be very honest, but you, um, I, I noticed that you were, 
you were you were watching the race very intently. Now, did you have a good time at the race, actually physically watching a race, and did you have a good time going on the trip, or did you have a better time with one versus the other? How long was that race? So that is so generally speaking, um, they have reduced the races to most mostly four hundred miles. That one was a 500-mile race, so it's a little bit longer than most of the others, uh, but it was about four hours. If you could cut that down to a 40-mile race, I, I did that in Richmond. Year. I cut it down to about a 10-mile race for me. It was a good time. Now, it, was, it was fine. It was just, uh, you know, I do actually like, uh, I do have a better appreciation for, uh, for the sport. Uh, First time however, we called it a sport. Wow. First time ever. I tell you. <laughs> I will never watch on TV. Uh, it actually is kind of fun to go uh, in spurts and watch it live. However, uh, way too long. If they could cut about three and a half hours out of that race, <laughs> it would be much, much better. All right. I, I agree. It was a very long race, but it was good to be at that historic racetrack. Um, now, what did you? What was your experience, um, actually, for the whole trip in general? You know, I was thinking about that because I was thinking about uh, if I were to have a yearly guys trip, would I do this again? And then I started thinking about what the other alternatives are to uh, to guys trips, like a yearly guys trips. And I was trying to think of a maybe a power rank segment. Of what, oh, man, we haven't done power rankings in forever. Radio so would I do that trip again uh, with an RV exactly the same way? I probably would. Um, even though it was a tad bit, uh, it was a tad bit long of a race. Also, three days. Uh, I need I need my alone time. Uh, <laughs> you had more alone time than anybody on the trip. You kept disappearing. I did not disappear at all during the day. Um, that's that's that's. He that's did a go stretch. to bed early because he was smart. He did go to bed early, um, and he did get up. He was one of the first people up. Now, so, now Monday, I was the first one up. But neither here nor there. You still had a good time, but you had some thoughts around what other guys' trips might might. Yeah, do. like I was saying, if we were going to do like a fishing camping trip, I would do NASCAR over fishing camping. Uh, Jeremy, when uh, when we used to do these races at like Tough Mudders, we would actually travel uh, and have to stay overnight in order to do these races. So I was thinking, if I were to look at the top four guys' trip things, those being uh, a NASCAR race, a fishing camping uh, trip, uh, a Spartan or a Tough Mudder race, or Vegas, which one? How would I rank them? I'd have to go Vegas as number one. Yeah. Uh, I'd have to go with the Spartan race, Tough Mudder as number two. Uh, but number three, not last, not last, NASCAR. <laughs> NASCAR right above that fishing trip fishing. that Tony has never been on. <laughs> Tony hates fishing, he hates trees, he hates <laughs> camping, he hates fires, go. he hates all of it. <laughs> Never go on a fishing trip ever. <laughs> so wait till next summer when we go on our NASCAR Radio for Winners fishing trip. We could go to Daytona. They have a big pond on the back stretch. You can oh, actually man. go fishing, or you can rent a boat and go out and go. I bet fishing. fish love the sound of those cars. I <laughs> now, if I were to rank mine, I would say I've had a lot of fun with us when we've gone to Vegas. So I would rank Vegas number one. I'd say NASCAR number two. I have not been to a Tough Mudder. However, I'm still going to put that above a weekend fishing trip. Especially a weekend fishing trip with Tony. (laughs) (laughs) See, I was going to say it depends on the situation of money. If I'm in the same situation of money I was in this past weekend or in general lately, Vegas has to go down to about a three or a four. (laughs) Otherwise, going to Vegas with no money is not fun. Uh, But if I had money, then Vegas clearly number one. All right. Uh, I would actually put camping and fishing at number two. Oh, my God. Then I would put NASCAR. And then I would put the Tough Mudder race. I don't know why I did those. 
Why? Why would you put camping fishing above NASCAR? I love I you camping and fishing. NASCAR. I did, but camping and fishing is even better. Now, you said you put NASCAR third? Yes. All right, very good. Well, look, um, I put NASCAR two. Tony put it third. You also put it third. That means NASCAR solid number two um, in our lineup. <laughs> So <laughs> it's more likely than Vegas. Two. I guarantee I will not be going to Vegas anytime soon unless we can tie it in to the weekend that NASCAR is there. Now, Tony, I do want to talk a little bit about the upcoming um, Savage Race, but I do want to go back real fast. Now, you had paid me a compliment with my audio skills. Yes. However, the day of that we decided to record our show, you wanted to do it in the RV. And I looked at you like, why on earth would you want to do it inside the RV? You said acoustics. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was a lot. Crippling anxiety. <laughs> and it completely had to do with the crowd uh, that was walking. Now, this is a strange thing because in our section uh, at, at the actual, in the, in the actual race, um, those people seem, for the most part, very normal. However, the people that were streamed by uh, throughout the day, we're not in that section. <laughs> we also we also People. sat at the most expensive seats right. at the so track. Right, so we were yes. uh, we were right with the the upper crust yeah. of NASCAR. At, well, there was definitely some lower crust <laughs> <laughs> uh, walking by us throughout the day that scared me, frankly. Uh, so I, <laughs> I I had some anxiety about uh, doing any kind of live broadcast, any kind of broadcast in front of these people. And by the way, that one guy that did come up to us with the shirt off. Uh, that Lona's uh, loan. He loaned the the uh, the extension, extension cord. cord yeah. yeah, that guy. Uh, exactly why I want to record inside. <laughs> so <laughs> at any point, I was like, is this guy going to stab us? I didn't know what was going to happen. Everyone saw us with recording equipment, and I'm telling you, we. So it was great that we had the guy from Reddit that popped by. I thought that was amazing, right? And then um, the, but there were people actually lined up at the fence trying to figure out what we were doing. We we could have put that we were the morning show on like Hot 95 Tampa or something like that, and I think people would have believed that we were the three morning show guys. How we do Sunday nights at WMET. <laughs> What's WMET? Not necessarily a lie. Yeah, it just depends on when you're talking about. That's right. So um. I think that, um, for me, that was the whole point, was to set up outside so we could interact with people, we could talk to people, we could be engaging, we could get like a following going, and you said, now I want to go inside. I need minimal, and that's why I sat back facing the so crowd. So I, I, I set my chair up to be closest to the fence, because I was going to take my microphone off and walk over and just start talking to people. We would just randomly interview people, and I would, I would, I would do that, and Tony immediately took my chair... And put and spun it around so that the back was against the fence, so that he would not have to look at anybody. <laughs> yeah, that sounds I, about right. I I had. Uh, if he I had a shell on his back, he would have crawled inside it. I, well, we had a shell on the back of our truck, and he could have slept in that the whole time. Uh, but but I mean, now that we did it outside, did you do you appreciate the fact that we did it outside, or are you still? I thought uh, it came across uh, much more fun. Uh, doing it outside versus inside the RV, uh, which would have smelled pretty bad as well. But uh, if I had to do it, yeah, I mean, it, it was fine. It was good. It was good. And that doesn't sound uh, like a overwhelming yes. I either. think the end result were good was good, but I think Tony is always going to have crippling anxiety. So it doesn't matter what happens. He's <laughs> always going to be like, But he did stand-up comedy, so I still don't understand that. But not as himself. <laughs> well, that's, yeah, well, that's a long time Man, ago. That's, that's very true. Wow. And that stand-up was not good. That wow. stand-up as myself was not good. So I do want to... Um, I'm going to use your, your crosshead music here. But uh, one, one quick thing. If we can just uh, turn that down for a second. 
another reason why I did not want to record outside is because later that night we got back. And who were the rednecks, like three campers over? Like, hey, man, why don't you set up your podcast equipment? I want to get on there. No, that's what they said. They said, why don't you turn the radio on? We want to be on the radio. I, I guess he thought we had some sort of satellite well, link up. That guy wasn't really all there at that point anymore. He was wearing no shirt when we before the race. And after the race, he could barely put sentences together. Yes. Now That was me on Saturday. Yeah, well, trust me. That's why you, you're the one that befriended them on Saturday. But I don't know if you remember that. Um, we were but close friends. I am. Um, we were shots with us. I did get up after you were antagonizing me on Sunday. I did get up and go for a run. So I feel like now you and I are somewhat owning this music. Um, but <laughs> I is thrown into a fitness dude. <laughs> Before, I, at least he added fitness to that. I was going to say, I'm just usually normally a douche. <laughs> um, so um, I... I today went for a run, and I did not look at the app before I started my run, and the run took a major turn. So in Darlington down there, I ran the longest that I had run and uh, the longest without stopping. Today, Tony, ran two miles in 20 minutes without stopping, huh? Nice, Nice. Look at you. You're on fire. Oh, wow. I literally was on fire. I was I was in a sure, lot of pain. Breath. I could not breathe. I was sore. I was in a lot of pain. Um, but I am rapidly getting myself ready for our savage race here in a couple of weeks. Yes. Now, it's not too late to sign up for the savage race, is it? it well, I mean, it's not too late, but you shouldn't. <laughs> You've got a couple of weeks to get yourself prepared. Um, but my question really is, and the reason I bring it up, is I would like a status update of where Jeremy is with his training. To be honest, after the trip, it has not picked up like I need it to. <laughs> it's not taking that extra level. Uh, had a lot of things going on, just had not had a chance to run. I noticed that we, we didn't buy that much food, but every time I would turn around to grab something, it was already gone. We didn't buy much, and we, uh, we made just enough to get by. I think if I could go back in time, first off, I wouldn't sign up for the Savage Race, but number two, uh, I would have <laughs> bought more food at the NASCAR trip. So I was, as I was running today, I was like, I've got to back out of this Savage Race. And then I said to myself, you know what? I can't now because Tony actually showed up yeah, for the NASCAR trip. Now. So now Tony yeah. kept up his end of the bargain. I now have to keep up my end of the bargain. So that's why I powered through, powered through running today, Tony. I did that. Out of spite. I did that for you. <laughs> there I was on my two-mile oh run. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I, I do want to just provide a quick recap, too. Um, I heard from Coach Nick and um, our friend Teresa at the track who came by with the sheriff to kindly escort us off of the um, – off of the campground until she realized that we were um, we were a little bit of an ex- escalation from a customer service standpoint. She did refund the money back to Coach Nick. That is incredible. So I thought she was going to take that ticket and give it to someone else. Yeah, so, I mean, when you talk about customer service, she really did go above and beyond. So thank you, Teresa. Yeah, so Teresa really did help us, help, us, help us out with that. But on the other hand, uh, you had a good customer service experience. I witnessed a very poor customer service experience. As you guys know, I am an aficionado of grocery stores. I enjoy a, a good grocery store visit. Usually I go at <laughs> Sunday mornings, 7.30 a.m. That's my time. Haven't been on a set, uh, haven't been able to do that recently, so I went today or a couple days ago. 
uh, around 5.30, 6 p.m. I feel like he and, cart bumps when he's out there, don't you? I mean, he's definitely bumping some carts, like in aisle two or something like that. And uh, I, I went to, like, there's a grocery store where I'm living at now that's absolutely the worst. Like, there's flies in the deli <laughs> section. Oh, my God. Well, that's because that guy killed himself in the deli. No, it was in Raleigh. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> old, I mean, in uh, wherever he lives. new one. But there's a lot of flies. And they're always understaffed. They never have anything that's good. It's just, it's a very, it's, I don't know why they're still, but anyway. Uh, this guy was waiting to speak to somebody in the office manager section, that little whatever it is, where it would be like behind glass and customer service part. I'm not even sure what it's called. And uh, the cashier's like, I'll be right with you. So <laughs> she kept this guy waiting for like 20 minutes. And then he comes over and he's like, uh, I've been waiting 20 minutes. Can I get help? And she's like, uh, sir, uh, you'll have to get in line. <laughs> the, line <laughs> the line at this point was like 10 people deep because they're understaffed. Uh so he like starts getting obviously upset, you know. He's like, he's like, basically saying, I want to talk to a manager. He's like, I am the night manager. He's like, well, it's not, you know. He's obviously getting, he's very, very white. Like, he's like, why didn't you tell me that uh, you couldn't help me right away? Um, so they basically storms out. But then, like, I always, I, I found myself wanting to speak up and defend the cashier, even though in that situation, uh, the guy was right. <laughs> and I think it's because of my retail background that I had. Uh, <laughs> Where I always have the urge to defend the cashier. Yeah, but she was wrong in that situation. She was completely wrong, but I still had the urge to go, sir, why don't you, why don't you settle down? Why don't you settle down, sir? Why don't we do a power ranking on whether or not we actually think Tony would step in and oh, there's save no and or interject? He could have watched anyone. that person stab the cashier <laughs> in the eye with a pen. He'd be if, like, well, that guy was probably bad. <laughs> he's there with his if, tasty cakes and his Doritos. <laughs> he's just standing there watching this person get brutally murdered. He would just stay there and wait his turn. I'm next, right? I'm next. That is correct. However, if the guy was smaller, weaker, and older, there's still a 25% chance I would say so. <laughs> Not a chance. Well, I mean, if least... he fit all three of those categories. This guy, though, was, was older, but he wasn't quite... Uh, I couldn't tell whether or not he was weaker than me, and I didn't want to give risk that chance of him punching me in the face. I've noticed lately, and I work in that customer service-based world, but I've noticed lately, like, I like to shake hands as a way to sort of reduce, like, the the stress of the situation with the customer. So I always like kind of walk up and I like put my hand out to shake people's yeah. hands. I don't and like they, that. They move uh, it down to their crotch no. area. Like, Here you go, sir. <laughs> <laughs> something you can shake. Oh. <laughs> but I notice now what people do is they don't shake your hand back. They just look at your hand and go like, what do you mean to do with that? Like, like I'm not shaking your hand. I'm angry. I know what you're trying. So it's like they, they, they reject my handshake. That is kind of rude. I, I agree. It's kind of rude. I yeah. just continue to leave my hand out, by the way. I just, just leave it right just there. Just leave it there and keep talking. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's going to be awkward. But at the same time, it does seem to resolve their differences. Uh, you know, I, I worked uh, retail as well for a long time. I always do the same thing, Tony. I feel bad for the people who are dealing with customers because customers are far worse. Even when the, they're right, they're far worse than, than you always think they're going to be. The, I don't have a bad grocery store near me necessarily, but I have a Kmart in Crofton that is the worst Kmart on the planet. It's the worst place you could possibly go. I made the mistake of going there to buy envelopes to ship some things I'm selling on eBay so that I can pay my bills. So I'm selling these things on eBay. Check me out on eBay. That was the whole point of that story. No, but uh, So I go to buy envelopes. It's just me with six shipping envelopes. It's $6 and some change or whatever. I have cash in hand, and I, there's only two lines open, and there's... One woman in, in the line to the left of me, she has one cart that's full of something, but I can't see what it is. And then there's a woman that's in front of me, and she has like six items and a baby. I'm like, okay, I'll go to the six items and the baby. She seems to be almost done. 
Well, she gets her arms ring up. It was like $36. And she's like, oh, I have coupons for these. I'm like, uh. <laughs> and so she starts trying to do some like super coupon deal with six items. where She's supposed to get all of them for like $5 or whatever. She was actually very nice. And I, I but I was getting more irritated because it was like 10 minutes into my transaction or her transaction. I'm just standing here with stuff with I have exact change for what I need. And I'm just like, oh, can I just throw this money at them and walk out? But I don't want to be that guy either. So I go to the next line or look at the next line. And the one with a big cart, I realize she has a shopping cart full of nothing but lawn gnomes. It's stuffed from top to bottom <laughs> with Disney-themed lawn gnomes. <laughs> and every time the woman behind the counter takes one up and rings it up, she's like, you have to wrap that for me. So she wraps this plastic-ass <laughs> lawn gnome up. She has to wrap it for in her. paper. Like it's a, like it's it's a, a Kmart <laughs> garden gnome. <laughs> so she's wrapping each item, and she spends all this time with this woman. She gets to the end, and the amount's like $650. And the lady's like, well, I don't have that much money. <laughs> What? <laughs> and so she starts trying to go through, like, well, how much was this one? How much was this one? And the woman, actually, the, the woman with the cashier's face, and she's like, I wish I was dead right now. So they call over a manager, <laughs> and they're like, we don't know what to do with all these. So I, I try to ignore that, but I was still trying to laugh. Eventually, they do figure out the the receipt thing in front of me. She leaves with her $6 worth of soap or whatever. And, and I pay almost immediately and leave. I, I, I was waiting in the parking lot because I was on the phone. That woman came out like half an hour later uh, with her lawn gnomes. I think she only had four of them. So <laughs> I don't know what happened, but that I was like, I feel bad for everyone who works here. I mean, I'm angry at everyone who works here because it's the slowest service and whatever. But man, everyone in line is terrible. <laughs> Have you ever been like behind somebody who's super annoying and then you get up there and you try to make a joke after that person leaves, you try to make a joke about it uh, and thinking that the cashier will find it very, very funny. But instead, they just get angry at you. But, <laughs> but it, it doesn't hit at all. <laughs> it's just like they just stare at you, and you're like, oh, okay. But you you misread the situation completely. But have you ever had people throw money? Like they walk up from behind you, and they throw money down like on the countertop, and they just walk past. So that that could have been what you would have done. Like you had exact change, and you you could have just I should have just you left. should have just thrown the money down on the table, and then just keep walking. Yeah, but I didn't. I was like, ah, but I should. I should have just cut like the the barcode out, <laughs> left it on the counter with six seventy five or whatever, and leave. The barcode was probably printed on the uh, the envelopes, and then if you would have cut the barcode out, you would have. Oh, those envelopes envelope. wouldn't work for shipping. No. no. That was a package envelope, so it uh, doesn't matter, Don. That story would would not matter exactly. The specificity, specific, specificity, specificity. Wow, of my envelope. Specificity, specificity. Whatever that was, I will pull not even drinking that tonight. Later. I made that mistake. Wow, very tired. Very tired. Um, um, somebody is going to change their fantasy football um uh, team name there. And uh, speaking of which, by the way, that's right. This is the first week of football. It's Friday morning. We're putting this up. It means you only missed one game. So you could still join our ESPN Pigskin Pick'em game and only be, at most, one game behind. And chances are I probably picked the wrong team anyway, so you well, would be tied with me. Someone did. There was at least one person. I think we have 23 people in right now that's going to pick the wrong team. So feel free to go ahead and join. And also don't forget, the worst week of the season will be dropped. So even if you miss the entire week, you could still join. Uh, I'm sure you won't if you miss the entire first week, but it's an option for something you could do. ESPN Pigskin Game name is RFW Pickskin, and the password is penis. Don't be afraid to join, and don't be afraid to type in that penis. <laughs> now, <laughs> as I'm sitting here recording this show with you guys, I also realize that I am staring down at an iPad next to me that is currently connected to FaceTime in my house so that I can keep an eye on my sleeping children because my done, wife is not again. home. And that reminds me of a segment that we have done many times. Or at least twice. A huge, successful segment. Dad hacks. Dad hacks. Dad hacks. People do seem to like dad hacks. I'll start us off. 
you go out for a three-day guys trip with your friends and the whole way home all you're doing is thinking i can't wait to get home and see my children don't just go somewhere else it's not going to be as good as you think it'll be and most likely they're just going to be angry dad hacks. dad hacks um i have for some reason turned into the guy at work that feels that he can kind of coach all of the new dads along. So I've got several co-workers that have had babies recently, and I feel like it's my responsibility to take them all underneath my wing and teach them a thing or two about what it's like to be a dad. But then I remembered how many times my wife used to yell at me because I was a horrible dad when the <laughs> babies were born. So my advice, don't be the hacky dad. That is there for your coworkers to teach them how to be good dads. Dad hacks. Actually, it's coworker hack. Dad hacks. When you have a small baby, uh, that baby can be unpredictable, as you know. Uh, constant shitting, uh, explosive uh, poops. Always, always keep your cell phone on you, and that way you can look down. When something's about to happen, go, oh, I have a critical email I have to check. <laughs> and then you can leave the situation before you get your hands covered in shit. That's a good dad hack. Dad hacks. Speaking of poop, because that's what a lot of kids do. I'm currently potty training my two-year-old, which is fun. He's got down going to the potty. And I don't remember this with my four-year-old. What he doesn't have down yet is properly wiping. So instead, he just grabs toilet paper, and then he stuck his finger in his own butthole and then showed me and everyone else loudly at dinner that he had poop all over his fingers. So I'd say, if you're going to bother potty training a two-year-old, you should make sure to go in the bathroom with him. Because who knows what will happen, especially when you're at Chick-fil-A. Dad. <laughs> I gotta be honest with you, there's a lot of, lot of 30-somethings that listen to this podcast that have difficulty wiping, so he's kind of in a very, very, uh, in a very connected, close family. Um, um, when you're when your 20-something-month-old child tries to climb into your bathtub. Now, there's no water in the bathtub, but you tell that child no, and that child cries. And then you try to go and talk to your wife about how you did a good thing by telling the baby no, you're not allowed to get into the tub, and your wife tells you she climbs into the tub all the time. It's fine. Just know that never discipline a child. Always leave that responsibility for your wife dad hacks dad hacks Man, we've got a lot of useful tips for dads <laughs> one more tips. let's say you go on an rv trip with your friends and you get back after a long day of traveling and one of your friends says, hey kids yeah go in there get any loose change you have it's fine if you see any quarters dimes nickels pick them up it's yours <laughs> after all the change is collected and your son comes up to you and shows you the pile of change. You say, hey, give me all of this. <laughs> <laughs> I, will, I will take all of this, and I will distribute it evenly as I see fit. And then keep all the <laughs> That way you have money for the vending machine on Tuesday at work. <laughs> Dad. That was a smooth move you had there, Don. Smooth dad hack. I was gonna say I don't still don't think I've distributed I've distributed that change. No, you just did. It just distributed to yourself. Well, Tony, you should have learned a valuable lesson there too, because um, first off, never, never let the kids go in and pull stuff out and then think that they're going to share it equally. All they're going to do is just sit there and fight constantly. And as you hop back in your car and drive back to Northern Virginia, 
I get to be the one to referee the fight, and I wasn't doing that, especially coming back from NASCAR. All right, all right, fair enough. Well, guys, I think this has been a successful return from NASCAR back to a regular episode of Radio for Winners. And as it is a regular episode of Radio for Winners, it needs to end with our regular segment, Radio for Winners and the news. That's right, Radio for Winners and the news. Everyone take two, three news stories, take all the facts out everyone's talked about, put all the facts in everyone removed because they weren't facts at all but lies, and we put them back in the story to make them more interesting for you tomorrow. Lies. Yes. <laughs> so this story... Governor Hogan... Hey, it's me, oh, Governor Jesus. Hogan. I'm going to sit in on the news. Man, this is the best segment for everyone, I'm sure. Heard you boys went to a NASCAR trip. <laughs> Jesus. I apologize, Jeremy. We, we <laughs> should get NASCAR here in Maryland. <laughs> well, Governor Hogan, this, this story is going to be close to home because a Wisconsin man is facing charges after allegedly chopping off a woman's finger with a machete as uh, part of a blood ritual. Wow. And I'm pretty sure that's... How you got elected? Blood rituals. <laughs> so this is the, the reason I like this story, other than the fact that uh, it was about someone cutting off someone's finger, is that just a 27-year-old woman was hanging out with uh, with this guy Jonathan Schrapp and two of his friends, talking just talking about blood drinking rituals, like you do. And uh, one of them says, "Hey, look, let's do this now." So he takes a machete, cuts into her arm, gets a uh, a shot glass full of her blood and drinks it. So then they're still hanging out because that's what you do after someone does that. You all continue to hang out. And then someone's like, hey, you know what we should do? Cut off someone's finger. So she's like, all right, I'll do it. And so she lets the guy cut off her finger, which she says he then says he's going to take home and put in his freezer to cook it and eat it later. But she also lets, like, wants to let everyone know, including the police, that she was not using drugs or alcohol when she made these decisions. She just thought <laughs> it seemed like a good way to spend her Friday night. And she actually didn't even go to the police or to the hospital. She went home to her boyfriend's house and showed him her the injuries. And his mom, because his or her boyfriend lives with his mom, uh, made her go to the emergency room. Did they get the finger sewed back on? Uh, no, they did not get the finger back uh, until later. They did find uh, Mr. Schrapp and one of his friends, but they failed to track down the other of his two friends, who goes by the name Bloody Ruckus. Wow. <laughs> He's now, a local rapper. Now, she oh, was man. sober... According to her. Chopped off her finger. Her, let someone else chop off her finger. You were drunk and threw an egg sandwich into the woods. Well, that was because I didn't want the police to find it <laughs> and tell my wife I was eating on my diet. <laughs> Those things now, made a lot did, of sense. Uh, did the police officer say to the mother who reported, well, she was hanging out with a guy named Bloody Ruckus. I mean, uh, oh, was it Bloody Ruckus and his gang? That happens. They do that. They do it. Bloody Ruckus, that's a good name for a band. Well, he's a local rapper. He is a band. He's a one-man oh. band. Oh. Not local here, uh, local in Wisconsin. All right. Well, this next story will take us from Wisconsin to one of the other gems of America, North Carolina. Police in Winston-Salem, North Carolina, have gotten several reports that many people are coming out of the woods, asking children to come into the woods, and then, oh, by the way, they're also dressed up like clowns. Nothing scary about that. Clowns. Yes, clowns are, are coming out of the forest. Asking children to come with them, offering them gifts and other things, uh, and then leading them into the forest. Whatever, make me a bicycle clown. Now, I didn't believe that was a true story, but apparently it's happened in several places. There are many sightings of yeah. clowns. Started out in Greenville, South Carolina. Uh, recently, this week, it was uh, in Winston-Salem, North Carolina. I thought this was a tie-in to, like, a movie. I figured it is a tie-in to a movie, but then I was like, you know what? They stopped around the time Tony moved back, and then we were in the vicinity this past weekend, That's true. and they did pick back <laughs> and there up. Was some more, and he does just vanish. You did say that. He disappeared <laughs> quite quite a bit. 
So, I mean... Are any of you guys afraid of clowns? I think we've talked about this before. I'm not a huge fan of them, but I'm not afraid of them. I have some friends that are terrified of clowns. Now, so, I, and, go ahead. But Dom, in light of these uh, of these clown sightings, if and you're doing your late night runs, oh yeah. If you came across a clown underneath a, like a light and he's just waving at you, do you stop? Do you run away? Do you approach him? I feel like right now, uh, because of all like uh, <laughs> of all the media attention, you could punch the clown and not get in trouble. I feel like you could do that. I I gotta be honest with you. I have not run at night because I'm afraid that clown's gonna jump out of my neighborhood. Well, I, I think I would just run. I would have to go I would have to go as fast as possible because that seems like, yeah, you're like, yeah, I would just run to the clown. No, no, that's terrifying. That's a it terrifying depends on image. how far into the run I am. If it's like right off the bat, I could, I, I'd run away. But if, if I'm like three and a half miles in, I'm <laughs> kind of tired by, by that him. point. I'm just going to stop and go, what are you doing? What are you doing? <laughs> it's, it's 545, bro. It's 545 in the morning. What are you doing? Who has time for this? Yeah, I um, I I'm I, I it's very dimly lit, so I've been running during the daytime. I like to run when my kids are not home. So when they both are in school is when I do my running. I'm just creeped out by that fox that still comes past me, but um, I'm not worried. I'm not not scared of that clown right now. We but haven't seen it yet. That's when true. one shows up, you will be terrified. Very, you wet your pants, it will be a horrifying thing. It like, is very. I wonder true. what they were trying to to like bring the kids in the woods with. I'm sure it wasn't just candy. Or were they like doing don't you, goofy but don't tricks? Don't you think it's got to be some sort of a movie thing? I got some sort of publicity for something. Well, it's going like to be great doing it or something. And that's why I thought it was for that. Maybe but. we should send somebody into the woods and promote this podcast. Our friend Moday could do it for us. <laughs> <laughs> There's a guy with a beard. Really nice looking beard. But he's in the woods. He's not wearing pants. <laughs> oh, that's just good old Moday. Good old Moday. Well, let's finish this off with one more fabulous news story. There's nothing more satisfying if you're into video games and getting a brand new video game. I know I spent hours looking through which game I was going to buy until you finally pick the one you want, you bring it home, you open that up, and there's a bag of meth inside. I'm sorry? Yes, in Lake Charles, Louisiana, an 11-year-old boy went to the local GameStop, picked himself up a copy of the video game, was very excited about it, got to, finally got to take it home, opened it up at home, and there's just a bag of meth inside, <laughs> not a video game. Now, many people would say that's actually an upgrade from a video game. <laughs> Uh, so was the name of the video game Bag of Meth by chance? Uh, that was, it was. It was <laughs> Sega's Bag of Meth. Uh, no, but they took it back to the store and they said, oh, we checked all those games. I guess that didn't happen, which means one of two things. One, they didn't check those games, Don. That's shame on them. Shame. Or two, this kid, this 11-year-old just blew up the most amazing meth ring based out of a GameStop ever. I feel like that would be something that you would do. I don't sell meth, Don. Not that you sell meth, but you would put like <laughs> cheeseburgers or something in it. Like, well, that would be McDonald's. a weird fit, but you could... <laughs> You could easily do things <clears throat> when you worked at Electronics Boutique, like switch out a more popular game for a less popular game and buy the less popular game for $5 instead of 50 <laughs> You could do those things. Those things have occurred. I never did them, but they definitely occurred. Oh, my. Smooth. We can go ahead and edit that out, Don. Oh, 98 YCR. There's a lot of things in the woods. Clowns, werewolves. The only werewolves around here are in London. That's right. Werewolves what? of London. Not yet, YCR. That was all done. I forgot that we changed the song to this song. <laughs> what did you think it was? A Two Tickets to Paradise. <laughs> <laughs> I had this whole thing worked up in my head for Two Tickets to Paradise. Uh, well, and it's I, a good thing we don't, don't edit so we can any, just uh, put it out. Ruckus? 
What? We did not plug in my phone, and also that that intro that that song you sent was like a minute and a half long. So we're gonna skip. I also thought that was gonna be the last song, the last news story. Well, we didn't use the song, so I knew it last. Oh. Again, we Look, gotta, we're pulling the curtain back at the end of a. You lot have got to show up to the production meetings. I stop coming to those. <laughs> Tony, I store emails about you. We figure the show out, then we have the show. Well, look, send us an email, rfwshow at gmail.com. Check us out on Facebook. Share us on Facebook. Share us with the rest of your friends and the rest of the world. People you don't like. Share it with everybody Sh- you want to have, waste a half an hour. Especially share it with the people you don't like. Three, two, one, go. You can follow. You can. <laughs> Contact Radio for Winners on Twitter at Radio for Winners. Facebook.com. Search for Radio for Winners. Or if you want to send us an email, hit us up on the Gmail. RFW show at gmail.com. Well, there you have it, folks. Another happy ending from the good people. Jimmy James Incorporated. <laughs>